Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your bitch, Kim, back for another Tuesday. You know what? Here's the thing. I was thinking about this, and I was just thinking about this. Do you think it's a good idea for me to announce each of my episodes for each week? I'm not really sure. I do particularly like the episode title that I chose for this week, Throwing Salad on a Low Budget, and there is a reason why I selected that today. That is obviously for our Potomac women. But before we get into Sunday night's episode, I have a couple things for what the bravo. Some things about Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules, and damn, oh my goodness, this Lexi chick from Below Deck Med, is she coming hard for bravo? Let's get into what the bravo. So we'll start with Lexi because she's a crazy ass bitch. And you know what? I have to say, I could love her as far as the sense of the drama of the show, but I don't even love her for the drama of the show. She just seems like a hardcore bitch and I don't like her, but that's okay. She probably don't give a shit about me because I don't have any money. Remember? Oh my gosh. I don't understand why her whole thing is about, oh, well, my friends have money and did it like she needs to calm down with that shit. However, let me talk about what I found out about Lexi. What is this from? Cinemablend.com. Okay, this is what it says. It says uh, the whole title, after blasting Bravo producers, Below Deck Med's Lexi Wilson allegedly wants to sell details about the season. Holy shit. So she's pissed off because she doesn't like what the producers, how they painted her on the show. She said that she got many, many, many bad edits. And I guess she's been getting death threats, which first of all, that's fucked up. People shouldn't even be doing that. I mean, it's a show for crying out loud. Like, let's just remember all of this is for entertainment. It is a show. No one should be getting death threats. No one should be. I mean, I know that I throw shade a lot here too, but I don't fucking hate these people and like want bad things on them. That's terrible. So it says that she had gotten death threats and she is trying to come back and tell her side of the story. What does she say here? She says, it says that Lexi called out the the name of the producer. I don't know if it was a she or a he, but she called this producer out on her Twitter or her Instagram or something. And then it says, this is a quote from her on what she wrote, I think, on her Instagram. It says something like this. This is a quote. These people are the worst in life. That episode is completely edited down and the stories are unrelated to the argument and the nerve of you to message me talking about how you treated me unfairly. Hashtag Naden Irajabi. I swear I fucked that up. So uh, yeah, fuck that up. But then when you allow this to happen, that was the rest of the quote. So maybe that hashtag was the person's name that I clearly fucked up. So I'm sorry. 
But that post has recently been deleted. Shocker there. And she's not done approaching this whole situation. She's coming back with venom. And we're all wondering, will she be at the reunion? Because she apparently has a cameo. I thought you had to be like famous, famous to have a cameo. Okay, like Luann has a cameo, Dorinda. But like, I understand that shit. This girl wasn't even on the whole fucking season of Below Deck Men. And she has her own cameo. Girl, sit down. Okay. So, but she's going on her cameo platform and she's, it says here, she's, she's charging $35 for personal videos and then $140 for business videos, which I would assume is her trying to reveal the shit that we didn't see on TV about the season. So I thought that was quite interesting. Now let's move on to last week's news. Clearly we already know this, but I just want to uh, talk about it because I didn't talk about it last week. Portia Williams, we found out last, uh, what was it, two, almost two weeks ago or something, Cynthia Bailey did say, hey, I'm leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. And also, let's add Portia Williams to the list. She will no longer be a part of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Of course, she goes on her social media, oh my god, thank you. Like, they always have to do that. It's like for good fucking publicity, whatever. So she's not coming back. She's doing other shit. Who knows? Uh, Whatever. We'll find out eventually. She'll post that shit. And then, last week's news as well, Vicky Gunvalson, her love tank is no longer full because her and Steve broke up. I wonder if they broke up because Steve thought, and this is just like one of my favorite lines <laughs> from Vicky from like the previous seasons. I don't know, maybe two, three seasons ago when she was on the show. <laughs> And Kelly called her a con or something, and they were like, ah, they were, were they in Mexico? I'm not really sure. But they were somewhere on vacation, and then Vicky was just like, I'm not a con! I'm not a con! So I hope Steve doesn't think that she's a con, but I can't, I don't remember, I think he broke it off. I think he broke it off from what I remember reading, and she is newly single, so anyone in the Bravo sphere who is single, who is a guy, call Vicky up. She's ready to get a love tank full of your love. Now, two other things I want to cover. Let's talk about Beverly Hills real quick. Garcelle Beauvais, this is on... um, Reality Blurb, you know I love my Reality Blurb website, says that she might not return next season. And why is this? Well, the women are kind of like going after her for no apparent reason. And also, she's trying to discuss her feelings on how she feels like she doesn't feel a part of the group. And these fucking women aren't really listening to her all that well. So I can understand that she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to stick around for it. She says uh, on Entertainment Tonight, she says, I'm on the fence And what else did she say? That's pretty much all she said. She said that she's on the fence, so no big fucking deal. But she did also talk about how there's going to be four-part reunion for their franchise. So we'll see about that. She did say that she felt like Andy asked questions that people really want to know, especially the stuff with Erica. So hopefully we will get the tea that we need to have to feel rejuvenated and fulfilled. So we'll see about that. She said that there were a lot of different emotions at this reunion. And I guess someone asked her about that Never Have I Ever game. If we recall, she's like, never have I ever stolen anything. And it almost seemed like the producers made it seem like she was looking at Erica. Who really knows if she was? But I guess someone asked her about that. And she's like, that wasn't directed toward Erica. I was just like, okay, we're playing a game. Let's play Never Have I Ever. And that's the thing that popped up in my head. 
Was it kind of uh, pretty amazing as she thought of that with what was going on? Yes. Did I love it? Yes. Do I think that Erica lied? Yes. Uh, We'll see four-part reunion. Okay. Last thing that I want to cover is Vanderpump Rules. So the premiere happened. It was okay. I mean... Look, I'm going to watch it like I said before. Did I love it? No. Did I hate it? No. Am I going to get bored with it? Probably. I think they were coming in pretty hard with the whole Lala and Sheena and the pregnancies. You weren't there for me. (laughs) All that shit. And then Ariana, she's coming in at Lala like... So it's going to be interesting. Charlie seems like she's going to have a more important role. So I feel like she's not going to shut up. She's going to be like the younger Lala saying whatever the fuck she wants, tits out, ass out, you know, have your boyfriends be okay with it because I'm not changing who I am. So I don't know. The other thing that I found, Sheena's talking about Lala and how she thought it was low that Lala brought up Brock. That's her uh, boyfriend or fiance or something. She had a baby with Brock, the Australian uh, rugby player, I think is what he did, does. So Sheena was talking about how Lala was bringing up Brock's two children. Obviously, these children are not from Sheena. So Sheena says, this is quote from the Reality Blair website, of course. And she says, as a stepmom with two kids who were left off the show, I was just hoping that she would have the same respect for Brock as we all have for Randall. It was disappointing that it got to the level it did. I'm like, I don't come for your man. I protected that relationship when her and I first met. So she's kind of butthurt about that, which, yeah, I think... We always know in a Bravo show, you never bring up the family, never bring up the husbands, never bring up the children, never bring up the dogs. Is that a thing, bringing up the dogs? No, not yet. Wait, maybe it is. Do we remember Puppygate? So yeah, don't bring up the dogs. Don't do any of that shit. So that's pretty much it. Sheena also was saying that she stays in touch with Stassi. They're pretty close. They're like in the best place today. It's all happening. All this great stuff. They've gone through their petty issues and they're all good. And we see each other every Wednesday. Cool. All right. I saw recently on um, Stassi's Instagram that I guess she got like a free ticket to this haunted hayride in Los Angeles. So whatever. Cool. You do you. We all know that she likes that scary fucked up shit. So cool. So that's basically my What the Bravo moments. Winter House is coming up pretty soon. October 20th, I believe it is. I just found out too. Real Housewives of Potomac. The finale, what the fuck, is on Halloween or October 30th? I think it's Halloween though. So damn, we only have a few more episodes left of this season. And now, in my opinion, this is when it's getting really juicy or at least uh, very salady. And with that, we're going to throw some salad on the low budget. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. So let me tell you, I will never look at a salad again the same after this episode. And of course, all this shit happens towards the very end because we need to stick to next week so we can see what the fuck happens. Was there any Dukes thrown out? I have no idea. Is it like a Monique Candace situation? I think we'll find out next week. So we start off. The girls are packing for the weekend trip that Zen Wen invited all of them to for that, what, where were they going? They were going to the Eastern Shore, the Chesapeake Bay, I think it was. And Wendy was all excited because not only were the girls going to be coming, but their husbands were coming too. So she was like, fucking yes, yes, yes. So Mia's packing up. 
She's talking to her husband, Gordon. And I guess we find out this is the first time that her two kids are going to be babysat by her mother. Mia said in her confessional, it's the first time that her mom will have the kids for more than a few days at a time. So consecutively. So she's a little nervous, which I can understand that. So I think her trust, she's trying to build that trust. And this is definitely a big way and a big step to see if that trust will be better and better. So I would be a little nervous too. Gordon, he says that he's going to support Mia and that's why he's going because he doesn't really like being a part of this shit because he doesn't want to be in anyone's drama with the couples. He's just like not into it. So whenever they were talking about that, Mia brings up how Candace and her are kind of like at tense odds right now because of the low budget comment and Candace retaliating saying that her mother's low budget. Well, you had a low budget video shoot. We all know that episode. It was crazy. Mia says to him, basically, she's cool with whatever. If Candace wants to come back throwing knives, she's going to do the same thing. But if she wants to come back and say, you know what, let's move on. Let's go over, like, get over this petty bullshit and let's just have a good time. Then Mia's all about it. So she's she's giving Candace the court. The ball is in Candace's court. So we all know where Candace wants to move on from it. She can't even get over anything. She's probably still hung up about Drag Me Monique. So you know that she's going to come to play hardball. So then we go to Candace's house. Of course we do. There's a bit of charcuterie. Why is charcuterie such a fucking thing now? It is so trendy. I don't know if it's just trendy in life right now or if it's just trendy on Bravo, but it's annoying me. Why can't you just call it a cheese platter? Because really it's just like cheese, fucking crackers, and stupid fruit. I don't get why charcuterie is really a thing. Can someone please tell me? It's frustrating. I can't deal with it. I also thought it was just a Southern charm thing, but clearly I'm not educated in fucking anything when it comes to charcuterie boards. So fuck me. (laughs) But we're at Candace's house because they're having some charcuterie. She brings it out to Chris in their back porch or whatever. And then they're talking about business, her music video, her edits. And she's talking about how she wants to find the right label, this label called E1, who apparently hired Brandy for that shit, Nusher, whatever. But here's the thing. Don't the labels come to you? Isn't that what they do nowadays? I mean, it's not old school where you try to go to a cassette tape and you hand it off to the fucking secretary. They don't do that anymore. You can't even get in. Remember, you need to have that fucking card to like scan on the elevator and shit so you can go up. I thought the labels called you. So I thought that was kind of... (laughs) Okay, Candace. Candace also finds a way to kind of slip in that she's kind of letting Chris go as far as the husbander, but like not really. And she'll use him when she needs him type of thing. And it wasn't as messy as I thought it would be because honestly, I don't think Chris gives a fuck. I think he just wants her to be happy and he's like, okay, whatever. So he's kind of a cool dude, even though he's kind of married to a psychopath. They're talking about the whole Mia situation and the whole, oh, did you put Chris on payroll? Mama Dorothy, did you know that is Chris on payroll? So that whole situation comes up. Chris is like, wow, this is ridiculous. Candace is like, yeah, I can't even believe they were talking about this shit at the reasonably shady party. Like, that's what was going on when I just got there. So then they're talking about the couple's trip that Wendy is hosting. And Chris says, man, yeah, I've never, we've never been on a couple's trip. Fucking wrong, Chris. Hello, Rewind to yesteryear or the yesteryear before that. Hello, Monique's Lake House. 
That was a couple's trip. You fucking didn't remember that. Are you erasing your whole life because of the Monique Candace thing? Does that mean that that never happened in your life? You were on a couple's trip. It was Monique's lake house. Roll the tape. Now we're going to Robin's house, her townhouse. Ashley comes to visit, to say hello. And Robin said, you left your La Dame gift at Giselle's house. I saved it for you. Do you think she really left it there, like, accidentally? Maybe she left it there on purpose. Didn't they say that her fragrance is, like, very old lady style? (sighs) I don't think it was by accident, Robin. I don't think it was by accident. So... The girls are talking about what happened at the party, the reasonably shady party. So they're talking about how Wendy sends this text to all the girls to say, hey, come to the Eastern Shore. It'll be fun. Husbands allowed, all this kind of shit. Well, before that happens, Robin's talking to Ashley about the whole Mia thing and about the low budget comment about Mia's mom. And Robin's like, do you even know Mia's story? Ashley's like, no. So Robin told her story to Ashley and she's like, holy fuck, I didn't know this shit. Like, that's crazy. And then Robin's like, you know, Candace really needs to fucking think before she speaks because she doesn't even know Mia's history with her mother. So like, yes, Robin, I agree with you. And that's why you're my main bitch. Yes. Hello. Thank you. Getting back to the text message that Wendy sends all the women for the invite. (laughs) Giselle. As she's getting her hair done from Cal, her hairdresser friend of forever, she's texting back the group thread, which is the flossy posse. I'll get there in a second. Girls trip, if you've ever seen it. Eddie, you need to wake up. Now, Giselle responds and she's like, you know, I'm not going to be coming because I didn't appreciate the rudeness, Wendy. She did it in the group thread, which was funny and great. And I know that she did that on purpose. So after that happened, now we're going to go to Wendy's house and she's talking to Eddie on how she's excited to get all the ladies together for this trip. And then the Flossy Posse. Yes. She says to Eddie that their group text thread is labeled Flossy Posse. And he's like, what? Eddie, get your ass in a fucking comfy chair. Get on your Netflix or whatever. Stream that shit. It's called Girls Trip. It's with Queen Latifah. Uh, fucking Jada Pinkett Smith, Tiffany Haddish, and fuck, I don't remember the other girl's name, but she's in fucking, what else is she in? She's in so many different things. She was in, uh, Love and Basketball, I think. She was the sister. I don't fucking know her name. I'm a piece of shit. I need to look that up. But Girls Trip Eddie, look that shit up. Flossy Posse. There's that. Now... She's still talking about the text. And then we see Robin's response. (laughs) And she's basically saying, hey, ladies, thank you so much for coming to the reasonably shady party. Enjoy your trip. So that was basically Robin saying, fuck you, Wendy. I'm not going to your trip. Bye, bitch. See, Robin does it in such a subtle way. And I think it hurts. Not hurts. I think it affects harder, if you know what I mean. Now we're going to Karen's house. She's talking to Ray about who's going to be there at the Chesapeake Bay Girls Weekend Trip with the husbands. Now, as that's happening, Wendy finally arrives with Eddie to the Eastern Shore. Then after that, Mia and Gordon arrive. That's her husband. They start toasting with each other and they're talking about how it is going to be a GVO weekend. GVO meaning good vibes only. Good vibes, baby. Do you think that ends up that way? Of fucking course not. 
So as they're taking these shots, they're all getting a little toasty, if you ask me, some more than others. Gordon. Now with that, Mia tells them about her history with her mom. Something came up and, oh, she was talking about her mom watching her kids and how she was a little worried. Wendy's like, why are you worried? And then that whole dialogue started about Mia's past with her mother. Clearly, Wendy didn't know. Eddie didn't know either. So... Wendy feels honored that she opened up to her in that manner. And then she's like, oh, Candace probably hurt her really bad by saying the mom's a low budget type of thing. So when she did tell Mia that, she's like, yeah, is that what you thought whenever Candace said that? And then Mia's like, I didn't think that because I just was like, oh, that's Candace being a snotty ass brat. Which Mia, we fucking know that she is. She is... Candace is getting back to the Candace that I like despised last season and it's like you reap what you sow. She's getting there for me. It's crazy. We have Ashley and Karen in the car traveling to the Eastern Shore and then Karen's talking about her upcoming renewal of the vows with Ray, you know, because they're going to get married for the 15th millionth time, okay? And she was saying that she wanted to invite all of the women. She wants to put this petty-ass bullshit aside with her and Giselle because, honestly, we all know that it's still going to be there. (laughs) That's what we love. And she loves it, too. It makes for great TV, and I think she knows it. She's smart about it. So she's going to invite all the women. She wants to have a good-ass time. And then we're going to go back to the Eastern Shore. Candace and Chris, they arrive. But here's my question. Why the hell does Candace always have to go somewhere and whenever she wants to make her presence known, she's always singing, hello. Why the fuck do you have to do that? We know that you're trying to do the music thing. Good for you. But you don't have to fucking say, hello, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to take a shot. Like, we don't need to hear that. Anyways, as she comes in with Chris, we're seeing them interact with everyone, Eddie, Wendy, Gordon, and Mia. Gordon at this point is super sloshed, and, or at least he looks like it to me. He's kind of acting really weird. He he parties hard is what Mia says. She He parties much harder as he works very hard. So he talks about being a strip club connoisseur, and I don't know if I said that right. Did I say that? Connoisseur, connoisseur, connoisseur. So he's a strip club connoisseur. Sure. Wendy says, well, that's how you found Mia. And then Candace was being shady, not reasonable, but shady, saying, we know. And if you looked at her face, you knew what she was trying to do. Gordon, again, is wasted as fuck. And then Ascala and her husband Dre arrive. And let me tell you, who's the who's the who's the one that said shots, shots, shots? Was it Little John? I have no idea. But that song came to my head as they were having a good old time, taking down that tequila or vodka. I don't know what the fuck they were drinking, whatever. But they were just taking it. And it was like, did someone say it was like gasoline? Which if it was, how disgusting. I would never do that. So Candace and Ascala then leave the room, the drinking room, and they're looking for bedrooms. Let me say this. Uh, who did I think of whenever they were doing that? Um, oh my God. I was like thinking of Ramona Singer because like they were being very Ramona Singery. And then I would say Sonia, but I think Ramona started it first because she's an OG fucking Roni bitch. So I don't know. We saw a little bit of Ramona in the Real Housewives of Potomac yesterday. Not yesterday, Sunday. When this was happening, Candace says to Escala that she thinks Gordon reminds her of Ashley's husband, Michael. Why? Because they're 
both older men married to super, super young women. There's like huge age gap, 20 plus years or whatever. And these men had already been married once. They've done the monogamy thing and they don't want that lifestyle anymore. And you can tell. I don't know how you can fucking tell, Candace. I know that you've been over-therapized by your mother, but like that doesn't make you fucking certified to be doing that shit. Candace then said that Mia should get Gordon a drink of water because he is tanked. That I would have to agree with her (laughs) because he was doing some weird ass shit that I was not understanding, I have to tell you. So then Wendy comes in and she's like, what are you girls talking about? I want to know everything. And you know when that shit happens, all it's just going to go down from there. It's going to go down. So when Wendy joins them, because she wants to know the tea, Ascala and Candace says that there's there's something not right with their relationship. It's almost like a daddy-daughter type of thing. And we already know that we've heard that with Ashley and Michael's relationship. So they could have a point. Now, Mia then joins the conversation and asks, oh, what are you guys talking about? And then Ascala says, did Gordon say shut the fuck up to you? And then she's like, yeah, probably. And then Candace was like, Well, you guys can say that, but you can't do that in mixed company. Like, you can't do that shit. And she's like, well, what the fuck? Like, who are you? Who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? So, you know, all that shit happens. But now let's talk about how we came to the shut the fuck up moment. Now, before Mia and Wendy came upstairs talking to Ascala and Candace, they were downstairs in the drinking room. Everyone's tanked, all this shit. Gordon gets on the phone with Mia's car person who's like customizing a car or whatever and Gordon says something like this is for our wedding anniversary and I don't say shut the fuck up to you that often like I want to and I'm just like what the fuck is wrong with you like this guy's crazy because he's tanked but just kind of unnecessary it If I was in the room with him and he was doing all this shit, I would be highly uncomfortable. It was just odd. So back to the girls' room, Ramona Singery style, and then Mia interrupts. And then Ascala and Candace were like, well, yeah, we were talking about you. Wendy's bringing up the mom thing. And then Candace was like, well, you know, Mia, you need to read the room. You shouldn't have talked to Mama Dorothy about is Chris on payroll and all this shit. And then they're bickering about the whole mom thing. You don't know my mom. Well, you don't know my mom. And da 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 And then Wendy's like to Mia, are you okay? And then Candace is like, why are you checking on her? And then we're all like, Candace, because one, shut the fuck up. Two, you know nothing about Mia's story. And three, we don't like you. <laughs> Kim doesn't like you. Now, that was happening. The bickering, the low budget. Oh my God. It gets old after a while. Kind of like the whole fucking Crystal and Sutton. Oh my God, you came into my room. I was like, nah. get the fuck over it, right? And Crystal did. It was Sutton who was holding on to the shit, if we recall. After we find out about going back to that customized car thing, when we find that out, to me, that whole scene was just confusing. I was like, is this some sort of filler that's supposed to make us think like, Am I missing something in this episode? Is Bravo trying to trick me? Because I'm confused. And I felt that way. But she's getting a fucking customized car. Okay, cool. Karen and Ashley finally arrive to the tornado that is, in fact, happening in that home. Eventually, Wendy's like, okay, room arrangements. Because they're not pulling a Roni. They're not pulling a fucking Ramona Singer. She's like, no way, bitches. And Wendy says, I have a certain order. 
for who gets what room or chooses what room. And she says, the ones that are going to choose first are Karen and Escala because they were in the cottage where the Williamsburg trip hosted by Candace happened. And then Candace was like, oh, you're being so salty and shady. Oh, you know, because she's a princess. She got to get what she wants. <laughs> so Karen and Escala are first. Then Ashley, because she's been through a lot with her pregnancy and all this shit. And then after that, Mia goes next. And then Candace, you're fucking last. And we all know that she didn't like that. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah, she was like that in my, <laughs> in my eyes. And then Wendy's like, hey, listen, you know what? If Robin and Giselle show up, they get the last choice. Which, okay, that makes sense. Because we all know that they don't go. Do they? Because then we see in the trailer for next week, they do end up going. Then at the end of the episode, which is kind of where we are at the moment, Ashley's like, what's going on? Like, what did we miss? And then Mia's talking and she's like, you know, this girl right here, she's just mean. And then Candace was like, now I hear you talking about me. Like, you could just tell me to my face. And then all this shit's happening. Candace, like, you open up your fucking mouth. Like, just go. You get some water, girl. Go get some water. I think you need some. You're thirsty, right? Isn't that what they say? Go get some water and sit down. But, you know, she doesn't want to do that. So the bickering starts and all this shit happens. Ah, love this. Chris just says, all right, I'm out. I'm going outside. He fucking knows. He is, he's a smart motherfucker, let me tell you. He knows the right time to leave, the right time to shut up, and the right time to fucking butt in and be like, what the fuck are you doing, Candace? Like, you're acting like an idiot. Chris has got, he's got some sort of I kind of dig Chris. Is that, yeah, I guess I am kind of digging him. Oh, my God. But, like, I don't want to because I'm not a fan of Candace. But with the way that he's acting, I find that he's slightly attractive. He ain't no Juan Dixon. But I do find him slightly attractive now. This is so interesting. I'm realizing it right this second. Interesting. Then let's get back to the bickering. Candace is saying to Mia, well, you know what? Let's address the elephant in the room. You need to go to therapy. Okay, Mama Dorothy Candace, like calm the fuck down. Get off your high horse because we all know that you're on one times a million. And she's saying that she needs therapy. And why do you have to talk about having so much money? Like you're super insecure and all this shit. Obviously that matter, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, this was fabulous. Mia comes in and basically does like get out of my face or like whatever. She puts her hand in Candace's face, kind of like a, oh, stop. And then Candace is like, don't put your hand in my face. Don't do it. Well, guess what, Candace? Let's go back to last year. Okay. Good night. Good night. Do we remember that shit? You put your fucking hands in front of Monique. Remember that? She was just, maybe she watched that episode. Maybe Mia watched that episode and wanted to emulate what you did. So I'm just saying she did what you did. So you can't get that mad at her because you're kind of so far up your ass because you love yourself so much. So you should take that as a compliment. Boo-boo. Is that what Giselle says? Boo-boo. Take that as a compliment. From there... Candace doesn't like the hand on her face. And then she says, well, where's your pimp? Where's your pimp, Mia? And then, you know, Mia's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this girl's like five years old. Like, she's so ridiculous on how she's arguing not like an adult. She's arguing like a child. 
And she's just playing around. She's like, oh, I'm right here. My pimp is over here. Oh, my gosh. And then Candace, out of the blue, just says, because they're in the kitchen now. There's like a salad platter or whatever in front of them. And she takes a piece of lettuce and she's like, are you hungry? Maybe you should have a piece of lettuce. Have a piece of lettuce. And then the whole mom thing comes out. Your mom is low budget. No, your mom is low budget. Da, 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 da. And then the yelling continues. And then the best thing of life. The lettuce throw of the year. This is the Super Bowl of lettuce throwing happened by Mia Thornton. Holy fuck. She just gets that handful of lettuce, throws it at Candace, and then Candace is like, probably in her head, what the fuck? I should have thought that first. But no, bitch, she didn't do that. Mia did. And it was fabulous. And then that's how the episode ends. You see for the upcoming on Sunday, it seems as if Mia picks up like a knife It seems. I don't know if it was a knife or like a wood block or whatever the fuck it was. But she picks it up and she's like banging it on the table. So I'm like, ooh, this is good. And then Candace throws something else. I don't know. Is it going to be a drag me moment? I don't think so. (sighs) Honestly, though, with Candace, you never, ever know. So let's talk about the dueling divas. We already know who they are, especially the one dueling diva. So let's do that and then we'll get into the shade and the quote. Easy Dueling Diva. Hello. Candace and Mia, number one, number one. The below the belt jab. Your mama's low budget from Candace. You know, did Mia stoop low by asking her mom about the payroll thing? I don't know. I don't think it was low. I just thought it was weird. I mean, clearly she's doing some sort of angle about money. Okay, that's I think it's just weird. I don't know necessarily if it was like low the way that Candace did it, but I find it peculiar that she did that. And then when she said low budget in the music video, I mean, that fucking was, yes, that was a jab, but it wasn't as low as what Candace did. You know, she was talking about the family. You don't bring up family, Candace. I do find it interesting because I feel like with any duel with Candace, she's the bitch that always starts it. She always comes in first. And she always does it in a mean, mean, malicious way. Mia's right. Candace is a thousand percent mean. I've said that from the get-go. I think that she is a mean person. I think her and Lexi from Below Deck would be the best of friends because they're mean and they like to be rude to other people. Do I find them highly entertaining on the shows? Yes, but they also infuriate me at the same time. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't think I'd be any of those girls' friends. I wouldn't. I would not be their best friends. I just don't think that they're nice people. So the other dueling diva that I have, and it was just really chill because they weren't in the episode really for the whole thing. Robin and Giselle versus Wendy, which is really Wendy versus Robin, Giselle versus Wendy. Robin's not in agreement uh, of going to the Eastern Shore, as is Giselle. They're mad at Wendy. And Wendy's pretty much mad at them. I still don't understand why Wendy is holding on to that shit with the Eddie rumors. Like, I really, she doesn't, she doesn't really understand. Like, she's a professor for crying out loud. You think that she would be knowledgeable enough to know that they weren't doing that to be shady. They were doing that because out of concern. I mean, I don't know. That's what I saw on my end. But also, I'm a Robin Giselle apologizer. (laughs) So we all know that. Now, 
Robin said in her confessional, she's like, you know what, with Wendy, if I don't agree with her, then she fucking comes down and she talks down to me and shit, and I don't fucking like that, which no one would. So they're clearly, they're duking it out emotionally and on the show type of way, not physically, okay? So that's basically the Dueling Divas for this week. Let's go on to the weekly shade. There was a lot of it coming from Mia and Candace, not surprisingly. And I actually only have one quote. And who do you think it's from? Margaret Charles. Margaret. I'm just kidding. It's from Candace. But let's look at the let's look at the weekly shade. So, first weekly shade moments. <laughs> this was Ashley when she was at Robin's townhouse and she was like, Robin, I don't know why. Like, I want you to come to this trip. Like, come with us to the Chesapeake Bay. Please. Because she knew that Giselle wasn't going, and so did Robin. <laughs> and Robin's like, no, I'm not going to do that because Wendy is an asshole. And then Ashley just comes in, and she's like, girl, I want you to come for me. I don't give a shit about Wendy. Oh, that was great because I know that that's true. I can totally feel that what she said was sincere. <laughs> Then we go to Candace. Candace got a lot of shade here, and so does Mia. So Candace starts off this shade. (laughs) Whenever she sees Mia in the Eastern Shore house. And she says in her confessional, she's like, you know, here comes this jolly green giant Mia. She's going to be putting a crack in the foundation of the house with her big ass feet. But I'll be nice during the trip. That's what she says. She says that in her confessional. She's going to put a fucking big ass crack with her big ass feet. She is a jolly giant. Candace, you're mean. You're not nice. You know, why do you always have to bring up her feet too? She's a fucking tall woman. She's a size 14 shoe. Who gives a fuck? Stop body shaming because that's what you're doing. Hello. That's what you're doing. Look it up. But it was, it was shade nonetheless. I did enjoy it, but it was terrible. And then Mia comes back. Obviously, it's not to each other, but this is in their confessionals. I fucking love the confessionals. Like, I want my own reality show just so I can do the confessionals. I wonder how they do that. Do they watch the clips that the producers put together and then they comment on it? Or do the producers have a certain set of questions that they're trying to put together in the story of the episode and then the women respond to it without seeing it? I don't know. That's fascinating to me. They should probably do like a special about that because I want to fucking know. So Mia says that Candace needs a husbander to be a husband. That's Chris. So she can get some. So then she can be in a better mood and be okay. That's funny shade. I feel like I need to look at it again to understand. (laughs) Because we all know that Chris is a husbander. But she feels... That Chris needs to be a husband so then Candace can get some and not be an asshole. Do I really think that that would work? No, because she is who she is. It is a pattern. This is who this person is, as Ariana said about Jax Taylor in Vanderpump Rules. Then we go back to Candace talking about Mia, basically saying about her husband, Gordon. She says, why would he need to go to a strip club whenever he has this strip club permanently in his home and he's got the best of both worlds now it sounded like she was just making a statement but you know that that was shady she was doing that to try to bring her down and let me tell you this if she ever came up heads heads to heads with erica jane i think that candace would shut the fuck up because candace wouldn't know what to say you just look at erica and she would be like or what or what shut the 
fuck up. That that would be Erica to Candace. And I think Candace would like get so scared. She'd like go in the fetal position. And she'd be like, mommy, mom and Dorothy, help me. That's what I feel like. And if we remember, Erica is probably pro all of that stuff with strip clubs and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, a lot of the women are like, oh, my gosh, that's so scandalous. That's oh, no. But Erica is in full support. So she would be like, why the fuck are you trying to bring her down like that? That's actually a really hard position. It's a really hard job. Could you do it? Fuck no. I could just see Erica talking to her like that. So Candace, calm down a bit. Come down a few notches. Other shade is whenever the girls are fighting in the kitchen and how Mia was telling Candace, I ask these questions because I'm a CEO. I like to know about this shit. Escala's like, this isn't a business deal. You're with friends. Like, what the fuck? And then Mia says, well, you know, I was talking to your mama, Dorothy. Uh, Sorry about that. But like, I want to be like, what if I want to be like her? And then Candace was like, well, you know what? She wasn't found in a strip club, but you can be her if you want to. That was a low blow. We all know a Candace. What the fuck? And then Candace calls Mia basic. But let me tell you this, Candace. Look at Stassi Schroeder. That bitch made a shit ton of money being what you would say basic. So maybe you should take notes. Maybe being basic is the new fabulous or it's always been fabulous. The last shade that I have is whenever Mia (laughs) was so excited that Karen arrived because she's like, oh, thank God Karen's here because she knows who I am and I can deal with someone who has class versus candy ass, which we all know who that is. So there are good shady moments. What's my favorite shade here? I think honestly, it's probably Ashley saying that she didn't give a shit about Wendy and she wants Robin to come. I just like that because it was so honest. And let me think if there's one from, let me see, let me see. Yeah, that's basically my choice because I don't want to go with the Jolly Green Giant type shit. That was mean. That was not nice. But let's go to the quote instead because the quote is kind of like that and not nice. But I couldn't think of any other quotes that I liked in the show. So this one stuck out the most. And here's the quote of the week. So who do we think the quote is from? Well, it's not going to be from Robin. It's not going to be from Giselle. It's not from Wendy. She was getting a little slosh too. I think she was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so toasty. At least that's what she looked like. And she wanted to keep the peace. We all know that that didn't happen. But of course, the quote is not from Mia. But of course, candy ass Candace. And this is what she says. And this is literally the beginning of the episode when she's talking to Chris about the whole situation between them. She says, who wants a big old leaky booty, big old fake leaky lips, (laughs) a botched clitoris, who is really intimidated by a size 14 foot? That's... I think that's hard to say if you try to say it really fast. Let me try it. Who wants a big old leaky booty, big old fake leaky lips? It's the fake leaky lips that's hard. (laughs) Big old fake leaky lips, a botched clitoris, who is really intimidated by a size 14 foot? Candace, you're a bitch, okay? You know it. You love it. I think you get off on it, to be honest. I am noticing with her, she is, it almost seems to me like, She has herself on like a whole different pedestal now because she's doing this music thing. I don't know. I feel like she's walking around like she's fucking Rihanna or something. Like, honey, humble, like be humble, okay? Like, seriously, you're not there yet, okay? (sighs) I still haven't listened to her album. I think I will eventually. It's just not on my to-do list. 
But you know what is on my to-do list? To keep watching these shows and fucking let you know my thoughts and opinions. And, you know, follow me on Instagram, Yins, guys, at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Follow us, too, at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And, man, there's so much coming up. I'm excited for those four parts of Beverly Hills. I think the season finale is tomorrow, which is exciting. I wonder how that will end. I do feel like we didn't really get that much from Erica this season. I think we got more from the tabloids than we did from the show. Hopefully Andy really did open those can of worms where we could really piece together the puzzle a little bit. Obviously it's all legal shit, so it's going to be really touchy in the first place. Salt Lake City. Oh, so good. Lisa Barlow is really putting on a show. I'm like really upset right now, Angie. I'm like really upset. Like you're really cute. She's hyping it up for the cameras for sure. But she looked really good at that party. I do have to say I liked her, uh, her dress shit, whatever it was. And I really loved what Meredith was wearing. Oh, she looked divine, honey. Southern charm, not Southern charm. <laughs> Winter House, I'm sorry. I still hate the fact that they call it Winter House because they're like Summer House and the Southern Charmers. What the fuck? It's just Craig and Austin. It's not Southern Charmers. Just say two people. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Anywho, reach out to me, Yins, guys, on the social media. Tell your friends about the show. Rate, review, and subscribe. That would be helpful for me. I want to know your inputs. And Yins, guys, have a wonderful week of Bravo. And I will see Yins all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.